Hey, what's up? You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show podcast. Thanks for checking it out and make sure you subscribed. You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show on 93 WIBC. We're seeing headlines now that Alec Baldwin could soon face charges for that deadly shooting on the set of his uh, movie called Rust. I think we're creeping up on a year now here, Hammer, uh, towards the end of October, where he pointed a, a gun at the cinematographer. It went off. It killed her. It wounded the director. Uh, he said the gun went off accidentally and that he, he went so far as to say he did not even pull the trigger. Uh, as far as I know, nobody's been charged. Nobody's been to jail. But the district attorney now uh, is saying that her office is considering charges, including homicide, as well as gun violations for four or five people involved. We'll go to the drivehubler.com hotline. Bring on friend of the show, attorney Sandra Spurgeon. Uh, counselor, welcome back to the show. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? Really, really good. Um, so you are a trial attorney. You're a legal expert. Um, you've had more than 120 state and federal cases successfully litigated. I, I'm wondering, overall big picture, and then we'll kind of drill down here. Uh, uh, what do you think of the district attorney? I believe this is in, what, New Mexico, saying that um, people, including Alec Baldwin, could face charges for that shooting. Well, I think you hit the nail on the head right in your beginning statement is that it's been almost a year. And I think that, you know, it certainly looks bad on the prosecutor's office that they've been they've had this matter in their office for a year. They had the death of this young woman, uh, a young mother, a wife, and they haven't they haven't taken it before a grand jury to even file charges yet. Um, So I think that what she's doing is trying to get ahead of that one year uh, timeline uh, because, you know, there's really bad press associated with you letting a, a case lay around at that magnitude. What do they What do they have to – what do prosecutors have to prove exactly in this case? Well, well, it depends on the elements that, that – it depends on the, the – and they may give the grand jury, um, you know, different charges to consider, um, you know, such as if it is um, – she mentioned it, uh, homicide, and I don't see that at all under the New Mexico statute. Yeah. But, you know, it, if there's going to be a charge, it's likely to be uh, manslaughter, voluntary manslaughter consists of committing a sudden uh, – committed upon a sudden quarrel or in the heat of passion. Involuntary manslaughter consists of committing it in an unlawful act, not amounting amounting to a felony, or in the commission of a lawful act, which might produce death in an unlawful manner without due caution and circumspection. So it it would likely be a charge of involuntary manslaughter. Um, You know, excusable homicide, or, you know, that was what we as lay people would think as a crime of passion. Um, you know, so it's it's committed in. There's been sufficient provocation. You've had a neighbor threatening to kill you, and you pulling a gun. I don't see um, I don't see homicide being the charge, but there's definitely um, a negligent use of a deadly weapon that also carries a criminal penalty that may fit the. Um, uh, that may fit the bill. Now, whether I, you know, I think that. The armorer can. She's certainly expecting to get charged. Um, so 
Um, and I, I can certainly see her getting charged with negligent use of a deadly weapon, if not uh, the heightened charge of involuntary manslaughter, because it was her duty and responsibility uh, in the handling of that to ensure that there was no live rounds or ammunition on the set. And I think, you know, in terms of whether Alec Baldwin gets charged or not, I think that a grand jury, if I was sitting there, I would want to know why was there live ammunition on the set? And what yeah. would have made him know that there was live ammunition on the set? Had it in the past, had there been, had he seen guns on a set being used, like, during breaks that they were, you know, shooting off steam? And so they would, you know, um, be put live rounds in those weapons and and use those. I mean, I think that there's going to have to be a really heightened sense of knowledge uh, and reckless disregard if they were to charge Alec Baldwin. And I, I think before a grand jury would charge him. But now I think this armorer has got, I think she's definitely headed for an indictment. And anybody else mm. who is on that set who was responsible in the chain of command and making sure that, that, that there were no live rounds in the weapons or what it was even, what they were even doing on the set. We're speaking with uh, trial attorney Sandra Spurgeon here on the Hammer and Nigel show. Sandra, Jason Hammer here. I wish I didn't feel this way, but I think a lot of people do, that when a celebrity does something, there are different rules compared to when the average everyday American does something here. Do you expect to see some sort of... I don't know if sweetheart deal is the right word here, but Alec Baldwin treated differently than if somebody else would have done. Yeah, this. does he have an advantage? Right. Uh, well, it's certainly in the in the uh, quality of criminal attorney that he would hire. But I think that in reality, guys, I mean, I I think you got to set the emotion, whether you like him or not. And I, I know that I've seen him do obnoxious things, even when his child was little. Some of the things that he said to her um, that, you know, it was just like, what? But, you know, if you look at the grief on his face immediately following this incident that's been plastered all over the media, you know, I, there's there's no there's no doubt that he was devastated that this had happened. And, I, you know, I, I'm not certain why um, he, he has spoke publicly about it other than he's just that guy. He can't control himself and his wife apparently can't control herself or him. Was either. that wrong? Should they have um, just kept their mouth shut this whole time? Yes, absolutely. And I've been involved in it and, I, and it would have been horrible. I think that the people to have spoken would have been the attorneys. I think that having people that outside of the emotion that has the at least the projection of objectivity should have been the ones If he needed to make a statement, felt like he, you know, he was insisting the attorney should have made a statement. Uh, but I think that him making a statement, particularly about not firing the firearm, yeah. there's a perfectly psychological reason as to why he does not know or recall um firing that firearm if he and if it did you know i think the fbi came out and said yeah that firearm it, there was no way that that firearm just shot or fired automatically it had to be you had to use the trigger it had to be you know you it did not happen the way he did uh, i think that looked horrible on him you know but think about it when you have ptsd you you've just killed somebody 
um, you know, in, unintentionally, but you have just shot, and the result of your efforts, that person, as a result of your actions, that person has died, you do not have and would not have a clear memory. Your mind is so shocked. I mean, I've dealt with cases and have clients who have PTSD, and their recollections are very, sometimes very different, and it's not because they're trying to lie. It's the mind's way of coping with that type of catastrophe. And, you know, otherwise, you know, how do you live through life knowing that you've taken someone else's life, whether it was intentional or unintentional? So I think him making that statement, you know, you know, the media likes to jump on it and they like to run. And for whatever reason, he tends to just fall right into it. He plays. He, he can't understand that the, that's the worst thing he should be doing was to be making those kinds of statements. But does that get him a criminal indictment? Well, guess we'll see. I don't think so. We'll see. Where can people find more of your work, Sandra? I know you're uh, an author, and, and are, are you on social media? And where can people find out more about your, your practice? Yeah, absolutely. Follow me on Facebook and also on Instagram. I have a website dedicated solely to this type of work that I'm doing. Uh, I my book is on Amazon, um, and it's uh, and it's also uh, the number one. It was went to number one in uh, the first hour of its release, and it has stayed there in legal publications, especially the electronic publications. And then I have a new book coming out, hopefully within the next few months. It's called Surviving Greatness, and it really talks about how in life, how we all are born great and how life's burdens and duties and responsibilities as moms, as dads, as working in the workplace and how others, um, how distracted we get uh, in our lives and forget how great that we really are. And it's really about bringing us back to center in practicing gratitude and uh, making sure that we're paying for it and helping others. Undefeated trial attorney Sandra Spurgeon. Sandra, thank you so much. Oh, thank you for having me. Have a great one. Be sure to catch us every weekday, 3 to 7 on 93 WIBC or subscribe and get it right to your phone.